Welcome to the Expanded By Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea. I'm a business mentor, brain rewiring certified coach, and soon to be 7D, a high energy healer. On this podcast, we're going to be talking about all things business growth, spirituality, brain rewiring, mindset, energetics, and so much more. You can connect further with me on Instagram at Expand with Chelsea and on YouTube at Expand with Chelsea. I am so excited that you're here. I hope you leave today feeling expanded by what we talk about. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am so pumped to have you here. This has just been such a good week of rest and reset and truly starting to try and listen to my body even more so I think as a business owner and probably just as a human in general we you know get really good at skill sets like oh yeah I totally listened to my body I I learned how to do that and then maybe for a period of time we forget or we try to push through things too much so for me just really remembering that and coming back to myself giving myself a couple of days off of work and really not putting a lot of stress on planning my next launch, which is really exciting. Um, I know exactly what it is that I want to do next. I've talked about it before. It's this group program to teach business owners how to run an amazing group program. It doesn't have a name yet, and I have all of the modules lined out, but I don't have dates set for it yet, which is honestly such a new place for me to be in. Usually I sit down and I write out everything and I try to stick to the schedule as much as possible, but I'm really letting things be a lot more flowy for this launch. The one thing that I do have is a wait list. So if you are interested in this, if you are wondering how to run a group program to scale your business, to reach more people, to make a bigger impact, and really start to spread your message farther and wider, this is the program for you. You can join the waitlist using the link in the show notes. By joining the waitlist, you'll save money off of the program when enrollment opens, and you'll be able to secure the bonuses. Bonuses for this round include in a high-energy healing session for you and your business. These are extremely valuable Just like us, our businesses actually also have consciousnesses. So we can speak to our business, we can treat it like a person, and this has been something that I've been doing a lot more lately, and also I've been taking a lot more rest. I realized after speaking with my business, my business is like, okay, you're working me really fucking hard, and you're expecting a lot of things, and you're not letting me rest, and I was like, ooh, okay, yeah, sorry about that. Let's give you some rest and recovery, and then it's exactly, for me, what I picture in my mind is like a rubber band. So if you only ever pull the rubber band back a little bit, you can only spring forward just a tiny bit, but if you actually keep pulling the rubber band back, keep pulling it back, keep pulling it back and holding that tension on there, then when you finally let it go, then you're going to spring that much farther forward. So for me, that's kind of what I have in my mind. So with our businesses and being able to talk to them, these high energy healing sessions, what we do is we go in and remove any blocks, any obstacles. We are removing any cords or hooks, starting to really connect the dots between why things are or aren't working the way that you want them to, and starting to go into things like your Akashic Records, past lives, if any of that's relevant. Sometimes it is for people, sometimes it isn't. I've really, really been loving taking on high energy healing clients. I am currently in my level two training, meaning that I have to take on 11 test clients, get testimonials from them before I can get my level two certificate to be fully certified to send high energy to others. I'm hoping to have this wrapped up in the next couple of months. 
you know, trying to take my own advice and not just totally burn myself out. I think in the past I would have tried to get 11 clients as fast as possible. But the thing is, when I send this energy, it is it is very energy intensive and there is a cap. There is a limit to how much you can send. You know, this is going to be different for everybody, but I find for me that I am probably at least one person every other day. So for me, that kind of like, yep, it automatically slows down the process, which is a really good thing. So you'll get that high energy healing session for you and your business. You'll also be able to save money off of the program as well by joining the wait list. And of course, if you're a podcast listener, you'll be the first to know details when it opens, when I have dates solidified. This is honestly, I'm so excited for this. I have all of the modules mapped out and I am so, so pumped to have this become a reality because group programs are seriously, seriously my joy in life. This is something that I really pride myself on is creating really strong communities and connections between people and really being able to bring people together while giving people a safe space to express themselves, to practice being vulnerable, and to start making all of these healing connections and starting to do some of this deeper work while being in a very supportive environment. And I absolutely love group programs. I love creating the content for them, all of the modules and the videos and the the homework or the tasks. I absolutely love every single aspect of it. I've run many different variations of group programs by this point. I've run live ones. I've run groups where it's been more pre-recorded, and I I absolutely love it all, and there's no one right answer. So in this group program, for group programs, I'm going to be teaching you all about different formats that you can use, how to find one that's absolutely perfect for you, how to narrow down exactly what it is that you'll be teaching so you can call in your ideal client avatars, how to launch your group program. Holy shit, this is so important. I don't think a lot of business owners realize how important this is. Launching is crucial. This is like the number one thing Um, I'm probably going to do an entire program around this at some point, or if not, at least like a a workshop or a self-paced program, because it really is that important. You know, in our minds, we just think, oh, if I just build it, they'll come. And that's that's not the way that it is at all. Having something like a launch formula or process, and I'm not saying this needs to look the same every single time you launch or for every single business or person. I really like to think of it more as an experiment. But having some sort of formula to where you say, hey, enrollment's open, you have something planned out in the middle. Maybe it's content. Maybe it's, you know, ways of gaining visibility. It's personal outreaches. All of these different components together. Maybe you host a free workshop or challenge like I talked about a couple of podcast episodes ago. And then you have a closing date. And the closing date is super important because oftentimes if you can join something at any time, that's not a lot of incentive for people unless you have things like systems and funnels built up, which is an entirely conversation that we could get into (laughs) really long for. Maybe I'll do that in the future on the podcast. But again, super excited about this group program. This is going to be kick ass. I'm already, I like, I cannot wait. I'm sure it'll come to me. Um, I'll get this like rush of energy. That's typically how my energy has worked lately is I get this huge rush of excitement and alignment and I can get so much work done in a very short period of time. And then after I use that energy, my body's like, all right, now we rest for a few days. And it's really leaning in and trusting that, hey, I know it's going to come back. And it's really better for me to work in this period of time rather than to try to force myself to work all the time. So again, join the waitlist using the link in the show notes. Super excited about that. And you'll be you'll be the first to know what I am. When I announce dates and and things start happening. So today's topic, now that we are almost eight minutes into this podcast episode, we are talking all about seven 
things, yep, seven things, I got seven of them, that will actually make you a better business owner, contrary to popular belief. So we could definitely talk about things like launching, we could talk about things like funnels, you know, all of these more strategy-based, tangible, in my mind, 3D way of doing things in your business. And sure, those could actually help you build your business. But what I want to talk about is how to become a better business owner, because you are the owner of the business. The business is a reflection of you. So the better business owner that you are, the better off your business will be. If you are constantly forcing yourself to like push through things, you're hustling, you're grinding, and you're never giving yourself time to become a better business owner, it's going to be really hard for your business to surpass that. So this is where I like to talk about a little bit more of the energetic side of your business. So for me, I kind of think of things in a trifecta. We have strategy, we have energetics, and we have support. And I really truly believe that you need all three of these in order to become a very successful business owner. So, you know, if we're focusing too much on the strategy side of things, then the support and the energetics, they suffer. So this conversation is really going to be more around the energetics with a little touch of support there too, because I really do think that this allows us to step into that business owner that we want to be. So seven things that are actually going to make you a better business owner. And again, if I need to solidify how important this is, like, for me, I, I don't just want to build a business to to make a lot of money and be fucking miserable. Like, no thank you. I started my business because, I mean, initially I wanted more freedom. I wanted more control over my schedule. I wanted to work when I wanted to work. I wanted to work in whatever location I wanted to work. I wanted to climb. I wanted to travel more. I wanted to have no ceiling or cap on my income. So this has been, I mean, working for myself is the solution to all of those problems. But does it matter if I don't feel good in my body, if I'm overworked every single day, if I'm frustrated, if I'm overwhelmed? Like, no, definitely not. I want to be the best business owner that I can be. And generally that includes me feeling pretty good throughout the day. So number one that we're going to start off with, and yes, you probably have guessed this, it is rest and taking time off. I promise you, you will be a better business owner if you take rest and you take time off. It's exactly like that analogy that I gave in the beginning of the show with the rubber band. So if you allow yourself to actually have that rubber band have a stable foundation, (laughs) stable, stable groundwork, and you start to pull it back, 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 you give yourself the weekend. Maybe it's just one day on the weekend to start. I actually recommend all of my clients block off their weekends for them time. Like no work to be done. Like unless you're really feeling excited and inspired about what you're doing. Like I truly don't believe that we need to be working on the weekends. That is your time to continue pulling that rubber band farther and farther and farther back so that, you know, and I'm not saying you have to work a Monday to Friday. Maybe you want to work a Monday to Thursday. Maybe you want to work Tuesday through Saturday, whatever it is. Maybe you only want to work Tuesday, Wednesday. Like you get to pick as the business owner the days that you want to work. And I truly believe that the amount of time that we give ourselves is the amount of time that we'll take. So if I give myself Monday to Friday to complete the same amount of work that I could complete from Monday to Thursday, I'll take Monday to Friday. So it's it's really just having boundaries with yourself and being very honestly strict about it because 
for me, especially when I start allowing myself to work on the weekends a little bit and it's not something that I'm necessarily inspired about or really excited about doing, it's a slippery slope. So once I start working some Sundays, then I get into the pattern of, oh, I can just do that on Sunday and I start pushing things back. And those are usually the tasks that I'm not really excited about anyway. And those might be good candidates to start outsourcing or changing the way that I'm doing things. If you're a business owner and you're constantly pushing things to the next day, that means you have too much on your plate. Like just straight up, we need to figure out a way to take some things off of your plate. Maybe we give those or outsource those to other people, or maybe we ask, do these even need to be done? Do these tasks need to be done in the way that I'm thinking they need to be done? So often we tell ourselves, oh, things need to happen like X, Y, and Z in order for me to be successful. When in reality, those are just self-imposed limits that we've put on ourselves. We've essentially put ourselves into a box and we're like, this is what it takes in order to be successful. When in reality, that's not true. You could probably do it a different way. So that would be my recommendation first is if you're a business owner and you're finding yourself working on the weekends and you're kind of feeling like Monday comes around and you're like, oh my God, I have so much to do. There's just a lot. Like I feel like I need more rest days. I need more me time. Like this is your sign to start taking days off on the weekend. Maybe you start with Saturday. That's a whole day just for you doing whatever you want clocking your brain out and just really doing what your soul is inviting you to do. I absolutely love recommending this to clients is just doing an entire day of like, what are you asking yourself what you want to do? Like this could be going to the library. Um, For me, that would be like going to Barnes and Noble. I fucking love that store. (laughs) I was like telling my boyfriend the other day, I walked out with like six books and I was like, I don't even know how this happened. (laughs) Like the books, they just like magically appeared in my hands and then I paid for them. And then I walked out and I I think I blacked out, but that's just, it's just my absolute favorite store. Um, So maybe what you do is you ask yourself, do I want to go to coffee? Do I want to take a walk around the neighborhood? Do I want to meet up with somebody for lunch? Like asking yourself, what are all of the things that you want to do that are going to fill your soul up? Because the better that you feel and the more rested you are, the more you can get done in a shorter period of time. Because that's the goal, right? Like we're not just working to work all the time. We're not just building this business so that we can just be busy all the time. Having white space and having open space is such a good thing for you. And it can feel seriously so rejuvenating. So maybe you start experimenting with just that one day. Maybe it's a Saturday. Maybe then you start moving on to Saturday and Sunday. I remember when I first started my business, my coach was like, how many days a week are you working? I was like, all of them. (laughs) Like it was, I was like really proud of myself for working every single day of the week. And, you know, maybe, maybe I was really excited about the different parts of my business at that point in time because it was new, it was shiny, everything was awesome, but that is not sustainable for for me anyway. You know, there might be some people out there that truly love every single aspect of what they do. But for me, at a certain point in time, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, she's right. I do need to start working less. And I realized that I was actually, I was addicted to working. I was addicted to thinking. My thought pattern and my limiting belief was, oh, if I work more, I'll be more successful. If I do more, if I output more, then I'll have more success. Then I'll get more. If I give more, I'll receive more. And if you keep reiterating that, by your work patterns, that is what you will continue to receive. That is literally what you will create in your life. If you are sitting there telling the universe, I only deserve to receive when I give, that is exactly what will happen. You will be stuck in that trap of overworking and it'll feel really hard to get out of it. 
So coming back to this boundaries around when you work for me, I do not like to take any calls before usually 1 p.m. in the afternoon. That's a boundary for me so that if I need to take some me time in the morning, if I'm still not feeling rested or rejuvenated enough, then I can do do my thing, start to uh, get my mojo back and start to shift back into work mode when I need to. And it's also for me, I leave Fridays open. If I want to work on Friday, I can, but I never schedule anything on Fridays. That's my day for me. That's when I can, you know, go get my hair done. Not that I do that like extremely often, but that's when I can, you know, take my slow walkabout in the grocery store. I absolutely love, you know, perusing the aisles and looking at labels. That's when I can go on a longer trail run or maybe I go on a climbing trip. Like that is my me time. I always leave that time open. I For the longest time in my adult career life before I started working for myself, I always dreamed of just having Fridays off. It just seemed so like luxurious to me and it just sounded like something that I just I just always wanted to do that. So right away when I started working, I noticed that if I schedule things on Fridays, I actually feel really bitter about it. I feel like, wow, I really want to be doing something else with my time. So I actually just set the boundary that I don't schedule things on Fridays. And that feels so, so good to me. So at least at the <laughs> at the very least, I have a three-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I have that first half of Monday to where I'm not doing anything before 1 p.m. where I can really step back and relax. And it's just having this honest conversation with yourself when you're working and you feel that pull and that draw to work, asking yourself, what is my relationship to my business right now? Am I worried that if I don't do more, I won't receive more? more? And where do I have too much of my plate? Where am I expecting my business to just work harder, 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 and I'm not actually giving it any rest? It's exactly like with training. Let's use climbing, for example, because this is my background. This is what I do. But let's say, for example, you have somebody that likes to climb five days. They like to climb Monday through Friday. And by Friday, they're like, holy shit, I'm so tired. Like my body is wrecked. My skin is super thin. It really hurts. And mentally, I just can't try very hard. I'm I'm just not there. Wouldn't it be better for that person to take one or two rest days during the week? Let's say they climbed Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They took Tuesday, Thursday to rest. They would perform so much better on that Friday because they'd actually allowed themselves to rest. The example that I really like here is, so let's think about this. Okay, so you are a person, you're holding a shovel, you're out in a field, and you're using the shovel to dig your hole. And this hole is the amount of work or physical activity that you're doing. So you're digging this hole. You're working really hard. You're digging the hole. Okay, now we've dug our hole. That's the amount of output. The amount of effort that you've put in is the hole that you've dug. Okay, now let's say, for example, you want to continue working towards a goal and you just continue digging and digging and digging. And then all of a sudden you have this super deep pit that you're standing in and you're like, whoa, how do I get out of this? I'm two, three days in this pit, and I don't know how long it's going to take me to recover. Versus if you had actually given yourself a day to shovel back some of that dirt onto the hole, then you'd be standing on level ground again. And that's what we want. And if you actually give yourself more rest, you can shovel more dirt on top of the pile that you're standing on. And then all of a sudden you have this surplus of energy. and You don't feel like you're stuck in that pit. You don't feel like it's going to be so hard to crawl your way out of things because you've given yourself enough and appropriate rest. I mean, for me, honestly, the ultimate goal is like, how much can I do in as short of a time period as possible? That's the goal for me. And that's exactly what I work on with all of my clients is it's not just how much can you do, how much can you produce? Nobody gets a badge for working the most. It's how can we 
remove what's on your plate, how can we become more efficient and start to tune in and work with our energy and allow ourselves rest, allow ourselves into that feminine energy of receiving? This is a huge topic with my six-figure mastermind clients. They're no stranger to hard work. Most of them used very hard work to build their businesses. But now that we are approaching six figures, we've got to do things differently because what got you here isn't going to get you there. So again, if you keep telling the universe that the only way that I receive more is by doing more, that's how your life will feel. You'll feel really tired and burnt out and resentful and bitter. So we've got to figure out a way to do things differently. And typically that answer is rest. Challenging yourself to how much rest can I take and starting to really solidify your business And the automations that you have, starting to lean on people that you might have hired to support you. We'll touch on this in another point. But allowing other people and other systems, you know, let's say you have automation set up with your website, with your email list, allowing those automations to support you so that you're not constantly putting in your 110% effort because you only have so much of that. Think Think of sprinting. Let's say you're running a sprint. A true sprint, you cannot sustain that for very long. The faster your pace, the less you'll be able to sustain it. We want to find that pace that's sustainable, that allows you to take breaks and allows you to take rest because we're in this for the long haul. This is something that has been so big in my mind lately is what's the rush? What's the rush? Taking time to build out a business that is more bulletproof. This business is sustainable. It has a good foundation. What's the rush? That's been really helpful for me lately and honestly allowing myself to take even more rest than before. Okay, number two, meditating. This will absolutely make you a better business owner. I cannot tell you the amount of things that have dropped in for me during a meditation session that feel like cheat codes in my business. (laughs) Honestly, I'm like, holy shit, the more time that I spend in meditation, the more amazing ideas I get inside my business, the shorter time periods that I need to work, and the more effective my business is. The more that I meditate, the better my life becomes. I mean, that's why I ran an entire 22-day challenge on meditating, because I know how powerful this can be. If you haven't gone through the 22-day meditation challenge yet, you can find the link to join for free. This is my free course Using the link in the show notes, I highly recommend it. This course is extremely transformational and activating. So only start this course if you're ready to to see some things shift and change in your life. But with meditation, what you're doing is you're allowing your mind to get quiet. And for me, the type of meditating that I like to do is not the empty your mind of everything. You're a bad person. If anything crosses your mind, get rid of all your thoughts. That's not what I'm going for. What I'm going for is higher guidance and connection. So I'm sitting there, I'm in this really deep contemplative state, and it does take a couple minutes to drop into this. You know, I'm not, I'm not immune to the monkey brain doing all the things and getting distracted in the first couple minutes. It's having yourself push past that. It's almost like with running, that first mile is like, oh my God, it feels so bad. And then mile two and three, you're like, all right, I kind of like this. Meditating is the same thing. So it's getting over that hump of your brain just going to all the places and doing all the things, allowing it to calm and to settle. And for me, when I'm meditating, what I really like to do is, like I mentioned before, I like to speak to the consciousness of my business, all the different parts and aspects of it. 
I like to go into my Akashic records. That's the records of everything that ever has happened, will happen, is happening currently. Ask questions in there. I like to connect with my spirit guide team, see if they have any guidance for me. And I really like to contemplate the choices that I'm making inside my business. I really like to ask myself, is this choice and decision coming from ego? Is it coming from fear? Or is this coming from love? Is this coming from my soul? Is this the highest and best decision for me and my business? The more I meditate, the more I'm able to untangle these two. The more clear my path and direction becomes, and the more effective I become as a business owner. The more I meditate, the nicer I become, the more compassionate and understanding of other people I become. So I highly recommend this for business owners. Taking 10 minutes a day, and if you want to include visualization in your meditation practice, I highly, highly recommend this as well. Go back a couple of podcast episodes and listen to the episode on mastering visualization to create your physical reality. That is one of my most popular episodes ever that has so many downloads. I absolutely loved recording that episode because visualization is insanely powerful. The better and more often you can spend time visualizing, the more you'll start to see that your physical reality starts to look like your imagination and how you want your reality to look like. The two start to match up. You start to create exactly what you want your life to look like. So for me, I spend time in what I call future visualization. What does my daily routine look like from the moment that I wake up and my feet hit the floor? For example, if I want to be a seven-figure business owner, what does a seven-figure business owner do during their day? Well, they definitely don't work as much as I'm working. So that's one thing that I, I know in my physical reality I need to start working on, and I am working on it, is to start making those two realities match up. Because when you're spending time visualizing, you're starting to notice the gaps and the differences oh shit, okay, if I want that thing and this is the way that I'm acting, no wonder I don't have that thing yet. So let's change my behavior. Let's change my pattern. Let's change the way that I'm thinking about this. So visualization can be an extremely powerful practice. And you can just use that simple one like I just said. So let's say, for example, you have a goal. Maybe it's running a six-figure business. Maybe it's hiring a full team of employees to support you. Maybe it's climbing a certain grade of a boulder, whatever it is. And asking yourself from the moment that my feet touch the floor to the moment that my head hits the pillow, what are they doing during their day? Getting as detailed as they can. How do they feel? What does it look like? What types of things are they or aren't they doing? What types of thoughts are they having? How are they moving throughout the day? And that can really start to help you bridge the gap between where you are right now and where you'd like to be. So that's just like a huge plus one for visualizing inside of your meditation practice. And again, I think about 10 minutes a day to start. If you, again, want to join that 22-day meditation challenge, I've got 22 guided meditations in there ready for you. All you have to do is sit down and push play. Super easy. There's tons of meditations on YouTube. All you have to do is search guided meditations. Or you can challenge yourself to just put on some binaural beats and just visualize. Allowing yourself that time for your mind to quiet and starting to picture what do you want your life to look like? And keep in mind that this is a practice. It's a skill set. You might not be like amazing at it right away. And that's okay. It's a challenge. Meditation is, is work. And it's something to where the more that you do it and the more that you allow yourself time in the day to meditate, to do things like practice gratitude, the better your life will become and the better business owner you will be. 
I am so excited to announce one of the show's newest partnerships. This is a product or a line of products that I've been using for almost eight months now. And I am, I'm a total convert. I actually threw away all of my other skincare that I was using because this line is vastly superior. So when I first heard of Clear Stem, I was a little skeptical because, you know, it's like face products and skincare, like it's so individual, whatever works for one person typically doesn't work for another person. So I was like, mm, eh, I don't know. I heard about it about a year ago and it took me a little bit to actually try the products. At the time I had some skincare that I was like, well, I guess it works okay. Like it's it's not the best, but my, my skin looks all right. It looks decent. So finally taking the leap to try out Clear Stem and yeah, I used it one time and I was like, okay, this is the thing. And I wanted to make sure that I gave it a very long trial run before bringing it and starting to recommend it to other people. It's super important to me to really stay in integrity. And this is just a line of products that I truly believe in. And I am literally like bursting at the seams to tell you about this. So Clear Stem, their whole gig is anti-acne and anti-aging in one. It's really difficult to find skincare lines that actually do both. Usually they focus on either one or the other. Another big thing with Clear Stem is they do not use any pore-clogging ingredients. So most natural skincare lines use ingredients like coconut oil. They're using things like jojoba oil. You know, while those might be natural ingredients, they're actually pore clogging and they can cause breakouts and acne. That's one of the things that I love the most about Clear Stem's website is you can actually go on and they have an entire list of pore clogging ingredients, which I was like, holy shit, okay, no wonder. <laughs> I've been using like all of these things. So all of their products are clear, no pore clogging ingredients, and you get those anti-aging benefits as well. So I wanna talk about one product specifically because I am obsessed. I've bought this product at least four times and I'm actually starting to buy it like in twos and threes when I go to buy it because I literally never wanna run out. I use this twice a day, I'm, I'm obsessed. It's okay, I, I can say it, I can admit, I have, I have an addiction to this problem. So it's their Clarity Serum. So this serum is perfect for use. You wash your face, then you apply a toner, then the serum. You wanna do it in that order so that the serum actually sinks in all the way and you actually get the most use out of it. And with this serum, you can actually use it once or twice. If you're gonna be using it twice, you put the first layer on, wait 10 to 15 minutes, and then put the second layer on. And the reason that I really love this product is it has turmeric, vitamin C, and mandelic acid. So what that does for you is it actually is smoothing, detoxifying, and brightening. This stuff smells so good. It smells so good. It feels so luxurious. Every time I put it on, I just close my eyes and I kind of just like sigh and sink into it. And it works so well. My skin looks absolutely amazing. I think my skin looks the best that it has in, I mean, honestly, forever. Um, I really beat my skin up a lot when I was younger. I spent way too much time in the sun, you know, trying to, trying to get that tan. I was like, oh, I don't care if my skin <laughs> looks like a piece of leather when I'm older. And I was swimming twice a day most of the time, so I really feel like I'm in a good place now. Though I cannot recommend their Clarity Serum enough. 
Clearstem has absolutely changed the game for me. I use all of their products. I am such a huge fan of them. And if you are wanting to try out anything from them, you can get 10% off of your order using the code Chelsea at checkout. All you have to do is go to clearstemskincare.com. Pick out your products. Again, my number one picket. Like if you're only going to get one thing, get the Clarity Serum. Use code Chelsea at checkout for 10% off. And you know, I, I, you can blame me if you get addicted and obsessed with it. I, I'm a great scapegoat. You can blame me if I get you hooked on this. I absolutely love this product so much. And I'm so excited to be bringing Clear Stem into partnership and just really being able to talk about more of their products. I absolutely love their vitamin scrub as well. So I'm just really excited about this. And I use this Clarity Serum twice a day, every single day. Be sure to tag me on Instagram if you get any of the products. I would absolutely love to see what you're trying out. Be sure to tag ClearStem as well. I am so excited about this and I hope you absolutely love these products as much as I do. Okay, number three. This one kind of goes along with meditating, but it doesn't have to. It's journaling. Journaling is absolutely eye-opening. If you're a business owner and you're not journaling, go buy a journal. (laughs) A notebook, whatever you want, something cute so you like want to use it. I have found that many, many times when I am running into conflict in my business, something doesn't feel good, I'm triggered, that if I actually give myself time to journal and to write down my thoughts, I'm able to see the situation far more clearly and come to a solution or conclusion at the end. Let's take, for example, a trigger that you have inside your business. Maybe a a client triggers you. They have overstepped your boundary. Maybe they're wanting extra work from you or they're wanting a a reply on a weekend day when you have in your contract stated that you reply to Voxer Monday through Friday. So let's say you're triggered and you're blaming the other person. You're like, oh, it's their fault. Like they're triggering me. Like I, you know, I was really clear about this. And then you sit down to journal. And you start to ask yourself, where can I take responsibility in this situation? And maybe you start to realize, oh, maybe I wasn't as clear. Maybe you realize that you crossed your own boundary. And then now you're in this situation where you have to restate the boundary. But it's allowing yourself that reflection time to take responsibility for what might have been your part or your role in that situation and getting to where you are currently. And then starting to see that other person as a human who makes mistakes, who is flawed, just like we are. And for me, journaling is this really beautiful tool that I can use to document my thoughts, document my growth. I absolutely love reading back through my journals and seeing where was I at during that certain period of time? Where was my mindset? A lot of the times our physical reality, it doesn't match what we want in our lives. It doesn't match our imagination, what we think our lives could be. And the more that we lean into things like visualization, like meditation, like journaling, the faster it will start to match your physical reality, will start to match your imagination and what you want it to look like. But it's going back and seeing where was my mindset during that period of time? Did I have a lot of self-doubt? Was I participating in a lot of self-sabotage? Or was I acting with certainty? Was I reassuring myself was I using affirmations and starting to track patterns that way? I absolutely love using journaling as a tool to track my patterns and habits and really seeing how I dealt with things. For me, I tend to journal a lot when I am very triggered and I'm in a lot of emotional pain. 
And going back later and reading those words and feeling that emotion and being proud of myself for working through that, being proud of myself for having a tool that I know I can use to come out on the other side, more relaxed, more reassured, having my nervous system more regulated. So journaling is incredibly impactful. You can do things like a brain dump, maybe in the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. I like to journal at the end of the day to kind of get all of my thoughts out so that when I go to bed, they're not all just like swirling around in my head because that definitely will happen to me, is that my brain is like, ooh, 17 more ideas for this program that you wanted to do. And I'm like, yay, thanks. But um, also I want to go to bed. So for me, doing it before bed is a really great time. I like pairing journaling with meditating. If something particularly interesting came up for me, I've been doing a lot of work lately around being more visible and how I can get my name out there more. So I had a really interesting thing come up the other day surrounding this instance when I was younger. I was bullied quite a bit by other women. And essentially what that taught me is to to stay quiet, to shrink into the crowd and to not stand out. Because when you stand out, you're vulnerable. When you stand out, other people are going to pick on you. So no wonder as an adult, I would have a hard time putting myself out there and being like, yeah, I'm super visible. Pick me. It's essentially my brain was connecting that with you're going to be in danger, physical danger, emotional danger, because people are going to find you. They're going to pick on you if you stand out. So I was able to really journal on that and remind my myself that, hey, you know what? We've got the tools now and we can handle it. We can handle some criticism. We can handle some pushback. We can handle the trolls on the internet. I'm not that same person that I was when I was 12. We got this now. <laughs> We've got tools. I'm more mature. I know how to handle these things now. You can also use journaling for things like affirmations. I really love affirmations. This can really turn a lot of self-doubt into reassurance. And you might think that your affirmations are, are BS in the beginning, but I, I think you'll come to learn as you write them more and more and more, okay, I'm believing this. I'm starting to embody this. I see where this is playing out in my life. I know I've gave this example before, but I remember writing in one of my journals probably like four or five years ago. I was like, I make six figures. I make six figures. I was literally nowhere near making six figures. And, you know, three years ago, that became true. When I started my business, I very quickly scaled to six figures. I think it's because I had actually, I'd already done a lot of that work to remind myself, this is my reality. I make six figures already. That is my energetic minimum. That's what I expect of myself and of the universe to deliver to me. You can also use journaling for scripting. So essentially saying how you want your day to go tomorrow. I am the type of person that wakes up, they do a meditation, they take their dog on a walk, they have a nice breakfast. I'm the type of person that sits down to work in a relaxed state. You can Google scripting exercises and start to see if this resonates with you. I use this sometimes in my business if there's a habit that I really want to start to implement or solidify. It makes it a lot easier for your brain to be like, oh, okay, cool. We already do this thing. It's already written down. I already do it. Makes it that much easier to start to implement the habit. So if you're not already journaling as a business owner, I hope that this is <laughs> going to be very, uh, I don't want to say persuasive because, you know, you're, you're a human. You get to do whatever you want. But I think that there's so much power that journaling can have. And I really do think that as humans, we are very solution oriented. And if you are ranting about something in your journal, you're triggered, you're just wanting to do like a, a dump of your emotions, that you will start to find some clarity and direction within your writing. 
So number four is travel. And maybe this is just because I got back from San Diego a couple weeks ago. But getting a different perspective on things and, again, allowing yourself time to rest and rejuvenate and maybe do things that you don't normally do during your work week is really, really beneficial. So for me, especially going somewhere with sun, holy shit, um, Spokane gets quite gray this time of year. So it was really nice to be able to go spend time in the sunshine, meditate outside next to the beach and just take in all of the noises go eat at different restaurants, have really deep, intimate conversations with people that I had only previously known on the internet and now know in person. And really taking that time to just go be me was super impactful. I came back from that trip more inspired than ever, more excited than ever to work on me and my business. So travel is a really big one. And for me, this is something that in the early days of my business, I sacrificed a lot I chose working over travel, and I'm not saying you can't do both of those at the same time, but I turned down a lot of climbing trips. And, you know, I'm not saying that you have to also turn down climbing trips in order to be successful. I think that that was part of why I was able to be successful is because I was laser focused. But then there came a time where I was like, what am I doing this for? Like, I started this business so that I could have freedom, and I'm literally choosing not to go rock climbing because I feel like I have to work. And it's kind of going back to putting yourself in that box and saying, this is how I have to be successful. This The only way that I can be successful is I work five days a week and I work on the weekends as well. And I I don't do any fun things and I don't take any time for myself. Those are limiting beliefs. (laughs) It doesn't have to be that way. So now I try to say yes to travel as much as I can. And whether that makes me have to be a little bit more efficient in the things that I'm doing, again, it comes back to the What am I doing too much of that I could probably take off my plate? I have my non-negotiables inside my business. Those are the things that I absolutely want to get done every single week. Maybe I need to double up on some weeks so that I can actually take a full week off. The boyfriend and I are actually planning on going to Bishop, California to go climbing at the end of February. I'm really excited about that. And in the past, I probably would have said no to a week-long trip with that short of a notice because I would have been like, oh my God, like I'm not going to be able to work. I'm not going to be able to get anything done. What's the Wi-Fi situation like? And now I'm like, you know what? I have my non-negotiables. I'm really clear on what those are. I'll get those done the week ahead of time and whatever else happens, happens. If I want to take that entire week off, I can. If I feel inspired to work during that, because oftentimes being outside and climbing and traveling and doing all of these things really lights me up. And I like to share the different connection points and stories And all of the things that I'm learning and start to, you know, share metaphors and analogies and things that could help other people. Sometimes I really love doing that. And sometimes I just need some space. So I'm allowing myself that time. So always say yes to travel. Okay, number five, having other hobbies. (laughs) So this is actually really important. Um, I know a lot of my clients are climbers, Not, not all of them, but most of them are climbers. And they have their business and climbing. And those are their hobbies. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but maybe we start to introduce something outside of that. Because if you're only ever bouncing back and forth between business and climbing, those are two, well, they can be very high powered, very masculine focused. And when I say masculine, I mean the energy behind it, not gender, not sex. Those are two very, I'm going to go out and try hard. I'm going to do this thing. This is very much like linearly driven. If you're coming from that energy for both of those, 
Those are essentially like the same hobby on the same side of the scale. So starting to introduce some hobbies or things that actually give you rest, relaxation, rejuvenation. I'm not saying that things like climbing can't, but it's just starting to notice. Like if you're feeling very physically tired after a session, you're probably going to feel pretty emotionally tired as well. I remember for me when I was living in Leavenworth, I was really trying to balance work and climbing And I'd go out and do sessions in the morning and then I'd come back in the afternoon and try to work. And I was so physically tired that I was like, I can't do this. Like, all I want to do is eat food and like, honestly, lay on the couch. (laughs) I don't want to go record a podcast because I don't have my, my energy. We try to like compartmentalize the physical and the emotional energy. And sometimes, you know, exercise can be very energizing. But for me, I know that I really like to push it in climbing. And oftentimes I'm not feeling rejuvenated after that. So having other hobbies, other things that bring me life, bring me joy, things like reading, things like learning, so taking different courses, learning different things, things like walking outside with the dogs, being in nature just in general. For me, that's why I initially picked up trail running, although lately that goes back and forth between trail running and walking because (laughs) trail running tends to be the same thing for me as climbing, where I feel very physically tired after it, and then I'm not very useful for the rest of the day. Not that that's bad. You know, I don't need to do anything to receive anything, but I I like to be a little bit more sharp and present. So picking up other hobbies... And for me lately, this one mainly has been fantasy, fantasy novels. I fucking love reading fantasy. It brings me so much joy. This is what I was obsessed with when I was younger. I remember reading all of the Redwall books. I don't know if you're a listener and you've heard of Redwall, but it essentially, it's like these talking animals. They have like talking mice and badgers and rats and all of these things. And I was obsessed. I loved those books. Absolutely loved them. Moved on to Harry Potter moved on to other different, you know, young adult fantasy books, and I loved it. And then I got into high school and college, and not a lot of reading for fun was happening. (laughs) A lot of, okay, you've got to read, you know, 100 pages of this textbook and whatever. And I was just like, "Mm, okay, like, I I really love reading, but then when I'm told to read, ooh, I'm not so into that. I mean, that's just part of my rebel personality. But really reclaiming reading in the last couple of years and reclaiming that, like, hey, I fucking love fantasy. I absolutely adore it. And giving myself more time to read and relax and not always have to feel like I need to be working has felt so good. Totally reclaiming that. And I'm hoping to read even more books this year in 2022. This has just been something for me that's so life-giving. So here's your permission to embrace other hobbies as a business owner. That will make you a better business owner. Because for me, when I read fantasy, it gets my imagination going. It sparks my intuition. All of those things that are happening, it's giving me ideas for things that I can talk about in my business. It's starting to get me outside of my body and starting to get my brain thinking and working in different ways. Okay, so you might not know this, but I actually gave up coffee a few years ago. I started to realize that I was experiencing a lot of anxiety. I was having panic attacks. I used to drink a lot of cold brew, which if you know, has a ton of caffeine in it. So after I started to realize, wow, this is really not making me feel very good, I swore off coffee. I totally quit for, it was almost three years that I was off of coffee. I didn't have it a single time. I actually switched to matcha. 
I noticed a big improvement in my ability to handle stress. My anxiety came way down. I started to feel a lot better, but I really missed coffee still. I absolutely love the smell and the taste of coffee. So I wanted to find a way to add it back into my routine without it having a negative effect on my stress, my cortisol, my hormones, all of it. Enter Four Sigmatic. This is the only coffee that I drink. I still experience and I can notice when I drink other brands of coffee how it affects me, how it affects my body. I absolutely love the coffee from Four Sigmatic. The kind that I drink is their Think blend and it has lion's mane mushroom along with freeze-dried coffee. Don't be alarmed when I say freeze-dried coffee. This is nothing like you've ever had before. It is so good. I have a cup of this every single morning. I put it in the bottom of my coffee mug. I pour hot water on top of it. I mix in collagen, peptides. I also put a little bit of non-dairy creamer in there, the vanilla kind, and it is so good. I literally wake up every single morning craving this. What's so special about this coffee is the fact that that there are medicinal mushrooms alongside of the coffee to help mitigate the effects of the caffeine. And each serving has only 50 milligrams of caffeine, so you can drink this late into the day if you're somebody that is typically affected by having caffeine later in the day. I know that I can drink this up until around 6 p.m. and still go to bed just fine the same night, which is absolutely incredible. So the lion's mane, what it actually does is it is great for memory, it's great for brain function, and if you are like me, you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, or you just really gotta have your brain working and on all the time, this will help so much. Medicinal mushrooms are best when they're consumed consistently, daily, and the effects really compound over time in a positive way. I literally do not drink any other brand of coffee. This is my favorite. I have this actually on auto ship from Four Sigmatic. I get a delivery to my door every single month. And if you want to try out this coffee, my friends over at Four Sigmatic have given me a 10% off discount to share with you. So you can use the code EXPAND10 to receive 10% off of your order. I highly, highly recommend checking out the coffee, the single serve coffee mixes. Again, the one that I really love is the Think with the Lion's Mane, but they have so many other choices available on their website. I have tried them all and this is the one that I keep coming back to. I do also really love the mix with chaga, which is really great for immune health and wellness, overall wellness. Mushrooms seriously have so many benefits. They are the future. I think we're going to see a lot more food products with medicinal mushrooms, and this is a really fantastic way to get in a dose every single day. So again, if you wanna try this out, go to foursigmatic.com and be sure to use the discount code EXPAND10 to save 10% off your order. Okay, let's talk about Number six, receiving support. I mean, you knew I was gonna say it, right, right? Okay, so let's think about things this way. Let's think about this. You're a business owner and maybe you have one employee. Maybe this employee helps you work on slides for some of your courses. Maybe this employee helps you create an ebook for a program that you're coming out with and you're putting 110% into your business and you're still a little nervous about releasing any control. You're, you're, you know, not intentionally, but you're micromanaging this employee that you have. You're not allowing them to put 100% into your business. Why not? It's allowing yourself to actually receive support. I would do some journaling around that, honestly, around why you might be having a hard time letting go of that control, why you're having a hard time letting other people support you, why you feel like you have to do it all yourself. 
Who taught you that? When did you learn that? And allowing other people, especially if you're paying them, you're literally paying them to support you in your business. How can you allow them to actually support you and give their 100% so that you don't have to give 110% all the time? For me, what this looks like is fully letting myself be supported by my podcast producer, by my assistant, Monica, and letting them do their thing and giving them tasks and saying, hey, you know what? Like, this is what I need help with. And they can check in with me if they, you know, have more questions or they need more clarification or direction, but then not checking back in on that, letting them just do their thing. So actually receiving support. So that's more on, okay, we're going to hire people, allow them to support us. The other side is having a coach or a mentor. I mean, holy shit, this is so important. For me, I, I mean, absolutely, I would not even be standing here talking to you if I didn't hire a coach or a mentor. I currently have four. <laughs> And for me, this is just really something that goes in seasons and in waves. And I absolutely love, I love being supported in this way because it's so expansive for me. The types of mentors that I've been hiring lately, they come from this really loving, caring, restful place, which absolutely supports where I'm at in this season of business. I need to rest more. I need to work less. All well the same believing that I can make more money. So I've hired mentors that can actually help me believe that. They're doing it themselves. They're really great models for me to convince my my mind that it's possible. So often, if we haven't seen something built a certain way, our brains are like, well, that's not possible. You can't do that. I've never seen that before. There's doubt wrapped up in there. So if you can actually find people that have built the business model that you want, hire those people. Pay for that shortcut, pay for that cheat code because that's what it is. For me, I totally, I could try to do this by myself. I mean, shit, it would take me much longer than it's taking right now. And I actually have people to talk to when I'm triggered. When I have that doubt and the fear creep in, I have people that I can talk to. I have an entire support team that I can lean on. So this is super, super important is having people to support you and allowing yourself to be supported. This could also be a partner your family, friends, practicing asking what you need, asking for the things that will actually support you, asking for what will help you. This doesn't make you weak. This doesn't make you vulnerable. This actually makes you a really good communicator. (laughs) People want to do things for you. Just think about your friends. You would absolutely love to do things for them, but people can't read our minds. They can't guess. That's not fair. We have to be able to directly communicate with people what we want and what we need from them. And that will really help you feel supported. Okay, the last one, number seven. Ooh, this is such a fun one. Um, I definitely wanted to save this for last because this is something that I've really been diving into a lot lately. I talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but it's doing energy work. Okay, so this is different, in my opinion, than meditating. Energy work is doing things like talking to the consciousness of your business, going into your Akashic records, past lives, astral traveling, all of those, raising your frequency, raising your vibration, doing manifestation work, all of these incredible, super fun things. Talking to your spirit guides, your team, getting higher guidance. This is literally a shortcut to becoming a better business owner. This will grow your business much more than building out an email funnel. And a lot of the times we get wrapped up in this 3D way of doing things. Again, that's more of the strategy. When in reality, if we just shifted to the 5D or 7D, these are dimensions, 
we would get so much more done. We're just focused on these things that keep us busy so that we can feel productive, but they're not actually moving the needle forward. The things that move the needle forward are recognizing, holy shit, I have these massive limiting beliefs. Whoa, okay, that's big. Realizing that. Understanding where it plays out in your life. And starting to do work on those limiting beliefs. Starting to do work on why is it that I think the way that I do? Why is it that I act the way that I do? That is what will move your business forward the most. So whether that's through doing things like a high energy healing, maybe it's Reiki, maybe it's having some body work done with somebody that is an energy healer, whatever that looks like for you, reserving time for that, I mean, if not weekly, then monthly, is going to be so incredibly beneficial for you as a business owner. The more energy work that I do, the more that I step into and learn about the energetics inside of my business the easier things become. The more things flow for me, the more I want to show up, the more money I make, the easier it feels. I'm like, holy shit, this is really, this is what it can be like? The better my life becomes. So it's doing that energy work. And I know it's not always easy. You know, there's definitely going to be these periods of time where we're doing these deep energy sessions. Maybe we're, we're, healing trauma, maybe we are cutting cords, whatever it is. And then there's a period of integration where you just let yourself relax. You let yourself learn the lessons. You let yourself live your life. And then you go back in again. So it kind of comes in ebbs and waves. But it's committing to this as a practice and understanding that the more that we tune into the energy side of things, the more that we'll understand why our business is or isn't doing what we want it to do. The more that we can work with our business instead of against it. It's exactly like with personality frameworks and tests. It's exactly like not knowing the personality of your business and just trying to, you know, get it to do things the way that you do things because that's what works for you. But your business, again, it has its own consciousness. It's its own entity. The same things that work for you as a person are not going to work for your business. So why don't we dive into the energetics of it and start to learn how your business works so that we can work together so that it doesn't feel like you're constantly swimming upstream because that's where things start to feel really icky, starts to feel like you're pushing, you're forcing, things start to feel really hard and difficult. A lot of the times clients come to me and they're like, oh, things just feel so hard. This is just so hard. Business does not need to feel hard. Maybe you've told yourself that it does in order to be validated. Maybe you were taught that hard work brings success. So if you're not working hard, you're not feeling successful. Starting to see where in your life you're saying other things are hard. Maybe you think that your personal finances are hard. Figuring that out is hard. Maybe you think that relationships are hard. Maybe you think that getting stronger at climbing is really hard. And you're just telling yourself all of these stories because that's easier than actually doing the work. That's easier than actually diving into the mindset behind it. And if you just made the simple mindset shift, so instead of thinking that business is hard, you started to embrace that it can be easy. Business can be easy. It can feel easy. It can feel like flow. It can feel like alignment. If you started making that simple shift, things would feel a lot better. That's energetics. That's doing energy work. So I hope that you really loved these seven things that can actually make you a better business owner, contrary to popular belief. (laughs) This was honestly such a fun list for me to write and it was inspired by an Instagram post 
that I posted last week and really wanted to expand on this a little bit more because, you know, 2,200 characters in Instagram isn't quite enough to uh, encapsulate all of my thoughts on a certain and specific topic. So if this resonated with you, be sure to take a screenshot, share it on Instagram. I'm at Expand with Chelsea. I would absolutely love to see what resonated with you from the show. If you want to send this to a fellow business owner, I'd be so appreciative. That helps me in my, my quest to become more visible in the year 2022. And if you really loved this and want to leave a review on iTunes, I would be so, so thankful. It just takes a couple of minutes. It really helps me out. It helps other people find the show as well. I have over 80 five-star ratings and reviews so far. So I know people are loving the show, getting a lot of value out of it, but there's a lot of people, there's a lot of you that have not yet left ratings or reviews yet. I can see the number of downloads. (laughs) So go do that. It only takes a couple of minutes. It really helps me out. I'm so appreciative of it. I hope you loved this episode. I will talk to you next episode.